0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: Welcome to the Canva guided meditation for stress at work. Impending deadline? Generate Canva presentations in seconds. So fast. Brainstorm got too big? Ooh. Summarize with AI in a click. click, click, click. Riders block. Release with Canva Magic Write. Magical. Stress less and save time at canva.com. Designed for work.
2: Canva. Yeah. Happy New Year! And welcome to Good One, a podcast about jokes. I'm your host, Jesse David Fox. Usually each episode, we have a guest come on and they play a clip of one of their jokes and discusses how they came up with it and how it reflects what they're trying to do with their comedy. And we will be returning with some proper episodes in a few weeks. But this week, we have a bonus something special for you. From this most recent Vulture Festival in LA, we had an event called Weird Al Superlatives Live. I had Weird on this podcast early in this run, but this is something different, something really exciting. Hosted by comedian, podcaster, Weird Al fan friend Jonah Ray Rodriguez, we gave Weird a variety of categories like favorite song to do live, most surprising hit, and what song features the best accordion skills, and he had to pick the song from his vast catalog that best applied. This was an event for real Weird Al heads, but I think even a casual fan will appreciate this unique look back at Weird's unique career. They, they really uncover some deep, deep Weird Al cuts. So here is Weird Al. Take it away, Jonah.
3: All right. Thank you so much for that delayed, louder response for me. It seemed to time right when you walked out, but I don't want to overthink it. Uh, thanks, everybody. My name is John Ray, and this, of course, is Weird Al Yankovic. Hello. Uh, Vulture Festival asked us to do a, a, a version of, of their uh, superlatives, which is, uh, you know, when someone talks to an artist, such as this person right here, this artist right here, uh, this uh, yet again Grammy-nominated artist. Right? Thank you. Thank um, you and uh, we we discussed uh, the, their most blank songs. This is superlatives. It's like it's the like, best,
4: the worst, whatever it is, yeah, the yeah, most yeah. of whatever.
3: And like you know, we came up with some we you know, came up with some we're going to go through these and uh, we're here just to have a good time. Uh, and if you don't, you got to leave. I'm serious. You we you all of your seats have meters to see how much fun you it's a it's a sphincter clench kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, these seats are expensive. Uh, but it'll be good. So everyone just have a good time. Is everyone ready to have watch me talk to Al? All right. Al, what is your most favorite Mystery Science Theater episode of mine? What? <laughs> oh, no, sorry. That's, sorry, that's what uh, you can tell me later. Um, all right. So uh, I, like... I've been listening to you for a very long time. We've worked together before. Uh, I I showed briefly in your amazing movie with Erica Bell. We're the Al Yankovic story. You're in the band Skunk Barf. I was in Skunk Barf. We can talk about movies now. This is great. I love this. Exactly. We can talk about movies. The strike is over. Ring the bell. (laughs) Um, Yes, I was in Skunk Barf, and I was going to wear my shirt tonight, but I have gained some weight since that movie was shot, and it was a little too tight for me. Um, but, uh, yes, that is, uh, it's, uh, it's super fun to be here talking to you. And I want to, like, these are, some of these are just something that I think people would enjoy to hear. And some of these are things that I've wanted to know for a very long time.
4: So you're ready no, to get into it? Force them to hear it. Yeah.
3: Yeah. 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 So basically, this is just for us. Yes. Yeah. I've been trying to get you out for drinks for a long time.
4: <laughs> and I get is, to hang out with you finally. Yeah,
3: exactly. Yeah. As long as it's for something. Yeah. Yeah. Hard to get people at a restaurant to pay to watch us talk, huh? <laughs> Uh, so this is, uh, this is, uh, something I've seen you, uh, live many times, um, and, uh, of course, you've been doing the, uh, uh you know, the, the latest tours, we do all your originals, you know? Yeah, uh,
4: the vanity tours.
3: Yeah, 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 and, uh, and those are, uh, great, and I want to know, like, overall, though, what is your favorite song to play live?
4: Ooh, okay, um... You know, there's no songs that I dislike playing. But if you had to choose one, if, you dislike. If I had to choose one, yeah, it's, it's like the ones, the ones that I don't like are the ones, like, like if I'm having a tough time hitting the high notes or like my voice is a little tired yeah. and I know that I have a song coming out that's like all high notes. It's like, I don't like that. The, the ones that I really enjoy the most uh, are the ones where I uh, get to cross the proscenium and go out into the audience. Oh, yeah, there's yeah. A, there's a, there's a, yeah. There's a couple of those. I mean, so your sensual songs. Yes, yes. There's... Uh, because you know, normally, I mean, the Vanity tour is a whole different thing. But in most of my uh, high-production multimedia shows, it's really the same show every single night. So I, I look forward to anything a little different. So once you actually go out into the audience, like, anything can happen, you know. Yeah. So that's always fun. So one more minute, I did that for a while where I would, like, walk out and I'd pull, like, heart boxer shorts out of my pants and yes, give that to a right. lucky person. Yeah.
3: And there were, they weren't ripped. Then that Was that a magic trick? It, no. Yes. <laughs> because I was, I've tried it. <laughs> a little magic it yeah. hurts so bad.
4: I, I, I think if okay, here's the, here's the answer. I think my number one favorite song to do live is probably uh, "Wanna Be Your Lover." Wanna be your lover. Okay. Of, yeah. It's it's for, the, for those that don't know. It's kind of a pastiche of Beck. Pretending that he's Prince. Yes, yes. Yeah.
3: The song <laughs> "Debra" by Back is kind of like, yeah. And so, yeah. Uh, so yeah. I get
4: I get to like go into the audience after the first verse, and I, I get to basically dry hump whoever I want to.
3: Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, which it's uh, it's amazing that you can still pull that off and not get canceled. So kudos to you.
4: Well, the, the thing, that, that's the thing about it is like because of it's in under the context of a comedy show, I can get away with. Virtually anything. Yeah, know? sure. Yeah. But that's, that's true. I mean, you know, and ordinarily if I just walked up to somebody and started dry humming them in a bar, you know, that's you know, not that's usually frowned upon. I want you to start
3: doing that randomly. I want you to like fly <laughs> to weird different small towns and then go into whatever bar you see and then just start dry humming, and everyone's like, one time I was at this bar and then weird owl started dry humping me. Everyone's like, Shut up.
4: You <laughs> drink too much. That's, that's like my favorite thing though, is to do things that are just you would never be able to do like in in real life because you're like you were in a movie or on stage or whatever. Yeah. Like I still remember the, the rush I got doing UHF, talking about movies again. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But in yes. <laughs> one of the first, in one of the first scenes, I get to uh, use a, a full mustard bottle and squirt it across a line of bikers, <laughs> which again is something I would n- not necessarily do in real life. Yeah. So it was just fun. Like Why I not? can't believe I'm
3: doing this. You are afraid? You are afraid to do it? I'm not afraid, afraid man. All right. be... I don't know. It seems like you're pretty afraid. Well. <laughs> All right. Let's get the bikers in here. Let's bring them in. From Sturgis, please
4: welcome the Hell's oh. Angels. I've I played Sturgis. Oh, you... <laughs> No, I'm serious. I did. I did. You should have done it, it there. Pre-pandemic. Yeah, oh, I did. Course. I was like, no, yeah. oh, screw the mask. Let's play it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, it, and you know that what they do in Sturgis is they don't applaud. This is real. If they don't applaud. They rev their motorcycles. No. I kid you not.
3: Really? I kid so you Sturgis, not. So Sturgis, for you squares out there, is a sweet-ass motorcycle rally that takes place over a week, and they rev their motorcycles instead of clapping? Yeah. What do you like better, the revs or the claps? I like them both. Hey, all right.
4: Yeah. I just cool. remember there's a big billboard outside of town that says Sturgis Motorcycle Rally. Kid Rock! Weird Al! Both right running in there. for
3: governor soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, let's just hear uh, a round of revs from the crowd, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, who let the dogs in? Anyway, <laughs> Uh, these are the kind of jokes that I don't get paid for anymore. Um, so, all right, we're going to move on to uh, the next one. All right, here, you, here we go. You are trapped up in a tree because a pack of rabid cows are down below trying to murder you. What song do you sing to them? What, what do you think, Jonah? I would say King of Suede. Oh. King of Suede, which is a King of Pain parody, of course, uh, by the police. And
4: um it's suede because it's a cow byproduct. Yes, exactly. So it's a, like a threat to the cows. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're like you're like cowing them into submission. It's exactly. And I get yeah. And it's like, but they're like, oh, these dulcet tones up there, and they. That, but yeah. it's, it's still a threat. It's still sort of like you know the, the carrot versus the stick, the vinegar versus the honey thing. Yes, that's and uh, right. I I think I would be a little bit. Yeah, I, I think I would go with "Dare to Be Stupid." Dare to be because, stupid. Uh, All right, because cows love Devo, That's and um, <laughs> and also you know they're not the brightest animals, so it's it's probably an empowering song for them.
3: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, we should also know cows do feel sadness uh, when one of them dies, so maybe they're a bit more emotionally intelligent than we think. Uh, but Dare to be stupid—it's uh, a—it's a great song, and it would kind of like jazz them up, and yeah. they might think that this person is unhinged and will eat us alive. Yeah. So I think that's uh, Dare to be stupid would be the great I,
4: one. I do. still have very fun memories of doing Dare to be stupid on the meltdown with you and Camille. Yeah. Where you—you you had a. Yeah, it was like me performing in a frilly white shirt with a string quartet. Yes. Which is a little different from the uh, original arrangement.
3: Yes. I remember my first pitch. Uh, I remember like we were going to have you on and like you're like what should we do? And I was like, what if we do dare to be stupid and we just bring out Mother Mark Mark Mothersbaugh from Devo to just go up and just press play on a CD player and uh-huh. then you just sing along. <laughs> and we pitched it to Mark Mothersbaugh. We did. Yeah, yeah. And like um there was a bit of a response of like uh like oh, uh, he might be out of town this thing and I remember you uh, I think I told you about it vaguely, like, and you're like, you're like, sounds like a soft, kindly pass. Yes, yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah. yeah I, re- I remember watching the show uh, as soon as I started playing uh, Mark Maron and, and Chris Hardwick in the green room, and Chris was like, oh, i got to see weird outperform, and he leaves, and Mark goes, he really is a nerd.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. So, yeah, that's, a, that's a, the second question of superlatives. Let's go to number three, which is a uh, video you'd most like to remake with an unlimited budget. Ooh. so all your videos have been pretty incredible thank you um, and it's uh, and you you know I can't imagine you had tons of money for all
4: of them uh, probably mm-hmm. decreasingly so over the years yeah, because that's I mean, just how I, it works yeah uh, Yeah. after a while the record labels didn't really want to spend money on music videos Yeah. and I went through a, a period where a lot of my, my videos were animated Yeah. And I, I love animation and I, I, I became friends with a lot of animators but one of the big reasons we did that is because animation in general is a lot cheaper than doing live action. yes
3: it's, easily able to be exploited. Yes.
4: Uh, yeah. <laughs> I could exploit hungry young animators. Yes, yeah, yeah.
3: Exactly. Um, Whatever you say a chance to work with Al, I'll take all the Adderall and finish this yeah. up.
4: But, you know, there there, there, there there, are a lot of video like like, uh, Trapped in the Drive-Thru, which was yes. done by uh, Doug Bresler from Duke Tunes. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. But, you know, in my heart of hearts, I would have loved to have done, like, an 11-minute-long live-action video like R. Kelly did. Yeah. Uh, I. But
3: prob- I'd imagine, like, I've seen the Trapped in the Closet stuff. That's not, like, super pricey. N-
4: it's not. It's not, but... But yeah. still, you know, any any live action, it's, yeah, it's a crew, it's a lot of people involved. That's true. It's yeah. craft services, it's <laughs> <laughs> you know. And no. and I I don't think i do it now because I don't think r Kelly parodies are going to go over quite so well these days. You know what? I wasn't even thinking of that.
3: And, uh, <laughs> that's on me.
4: That's on me. So 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 that I mean, you know, any of the long songs, which again would be prohibitive. Uh, Albuquerque.
3: Albuquerque so. was going to be my. Yeah. Like no, not that there ever was a video
4: for no, it. No, right? there there's there some fan made videos animated again, which are pretty good, but yeah, not, yeah. Yeah, that and, oh, and there was one somebody cut together scenes from Breaking Bad. Oh, what? It, <laughs> you should check that. It's really, it's really well made. Like, can we find that uh, Breaking Bad <laughs>
3: Albuquerque? Is a um, a this is. I mean, this could be. You should one get the... Terrence Malick to do a version of this, uh, the story of Albuquerque. I think that would really be great, and it would be probably five hours long. Uh, oh, oh,
4: I, I, I thought I, th- I thought of once. Um, I, I didn't do a, a, a video for eBay. This, this eBay was on my Poodle Hat album and Eminem. Oh, the Eminem track was supposed to be the first single with "Couch Potato," which he nixed the video, and we didn't have a video for that. And we, I should have done eBay because to, to this day it's one of my most uh, uh, requested songs. Yeah. Uh, and the reason I didn't do it uh, is because at the time, you, you probably, you're a youngster, you probably might not remember this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 2003. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It was, <laughs> at, I was, it was Ten. <laughs> at at the time, uh, there were all these eBay commercials on TV where they were doing like song parodies. That's right. Like uh, like a parody of "I Want It." Uh, uh like my way by Frank Sinatra they turned it into eBay. Yeah. And my big fear was I didn't want to come across like I was doing an eBay commercial. Oh, a little pale yeah. situation. I didn't want to be a shill for eBay. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah, it, did,
3: it turned, you know what actually you know, you know what really was Poodle Hat was mostly paid for by yeah. a corporate entity known as eBay.
4: But the thing was, you know, I, I did uh, Meg, Meg Whitman, was that her name, who ran, ran eBay yeah. and she ran for, ran for office later, but I mean, she loved me and she loved the song and I I would have, it would have been nice to like, say, would you give me a big pile of money and make Yeah. I did not do that. They should have. I know. I
3: guess they're still around. They still can. <laughs> you know? They should. I mean, let's make that happen. Okay. Can everyone put that? Everyone's reading the secret, right? <laughs> let's be sure to put that on our vision boards. Uh, all right. Next superlative question. What song should be drunkenly sung at a wedding by the best man?
4: Okay, I know this one. Okay. Did you Did you have an answer for Well, one?
3: If I were to like take a like a my choice would probably be Melanie. Maybe. Yeah, like, wow. Just imagine. You're quick. Imagine imagine me telling her this, my pick, earlier. And that's how
4: fast it was. It's very good. So why? What is your reasoning here?
3: I mean, it would just be so, especially if the wife's name is Melanie. Well, okay. Like, and, like, it's just everyone's trying to, like, this guy's singing this song, and everyone's trying to parse out if he's a creep or if he's in love with her right. or something, or if he's, like, just trying to, like, hate his brother. All,
4: all my love songs are sung by creeps, by yeah. the way. <laughs>
3: that's true they're all like yeah. really
4: really really creepy yeah okay I'll, I'll tell you mine um i think without a doubt it's got to be good enough for now <laughs> good enough for now so, so so for those who don't know like you know yeah. you're you're sort of everything i have ever wanted you're not perfect but i love you anyhow you're the woman that i've always dreamed of well not really but you're good enough for now and that's the basic and for for a wedding i think that's pretty good because you know the, the song i think is like one of the more realistic Love songs, because most Actually, I'm not, not going to say most people or the majority of people, but certainly I'm a greater than zero percentage of people good. are in relationships that are, you know, like, like the Beatles' new single. They're fine. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Holy shit! Al's taken down the Fab Four? Man! Now I'm going to be associated with you, taking down them. Whose side do you think people are going to take? They're going to think I told you to say that. Um, another. I think another. Uh, another one would be great. Is uh, uh let me be your hog. Uh, yes, right? yeah, yeah, it's that a quick be, one, but, yeah. but appropriate. Yeah, I mean the guy would get booted off the stage immediately. He was just like I just want to say to my brother's wife. Uh,
4: let me be your hog. No, no, yeah, let, let me be your hog, hog now. Let's hear the whole song. Who
1: yeah. You I love what? that song.
3: You know what? That's, you know, it's such a sing along. Let's play it one more time. Turn it up. I want everyone to sing along.
1: Let me be your hog. Let me be your hog now. Baby, 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 baby,
3: baby, 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 baby,
1: baby,
3: we have 45 minutes left. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk slower. They, we have been kind of going a bit fast. Yeah. I really wasn't sure they said like they're like, it's like it's 10, 10 topics. I was just like, I was like, ah, we'll see if we have time for 10. <laughs> that was four. <laughs> Fifty minutes and four. Maybe we do have to go to the audience. I don't know. Um, no, no, no. This is my time. With my close personal friend Al, <laughs> um, the uh, yeah, your 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 love songs are always uh, super super creepy. And is that like a, It's a it's and it is a well you go back to a few times. Um, and it's a,
4: it's a very bountiful well. And it's a well, great. The well, water great. Well, normal people aren't funny so much. <laughs> <laughs> so I go with the psychopaths and the sociopaths yeah. and the uh, yeah, any other path. Yeah, yeah, any
3: all, any of the, any of the paths. Uh, pathfinders sometimes, uh, and so the uh the the next uh topic cuz i don't know how to keep on joking around about that topic without getting like you know gross or anything like that so number 5 um actually, anyone have like what would be a song that someone would sing of ours at a wedding uh drunkenly which would be what would someone do here Jackson Park. Jackson Park Express Good one yeah it's a long one it's a long one yeah yeah, yeah. It just wants to take up that time uh, anybody else Do i creep you out? That's a pretty <laughs> good one. Yeah. Oh, you were asking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you tell like, I had a lot of dysfunctional
4: relationships in my life? <laughs>
2: <laughs>
4: yes. Song. Okay. This. Next Wait, that whole nine-minute song? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll eat up some time.
3: It is funny. Like when, like your first long song was it Albuquerque?
4: Ah, uh, well, it depends what you're calling along. I mean, uh, Biggest Ball of Twine in Minnesota was like six minutes long. So Six at the, minutes at, long, at, right. at the time, that was like my my epic number. Yeah, And yeah, then yeah. I went on to do several more, much longer than that.
3: Yeah, and it's like, were you almost kind of trying to challenge yourself sometimes? You're like, like, maybe, I, like, let's see how much I can test the patience of my audience. Yeah,
4: let's see how much people will endure. I mean, literally, yeah. that was what would happen with Albuquerque, because I thought, I'm going to make a song that's just stupidly long. Yeah. And it just ridiculous. Like, I had a notebook full of ideas, and I said, I'm going to use every single idea in this notebook. I'm not going to even edit it down, because people are going to hear, it'll be the last song on the album, Mm -hmm. and the idea was, okay, they'll listen to it once, and then they'll never listen to it again. Yes. And meanwhile, it became like one of my most popular songs. Yeah.
3: And it's on the same album that you do... uh um, the you know American Pie. Yeah, Saga Begins. Yeah, Saga Begins, uh, which is American Pie, is also a long song. But instead of doing a long Star Wars song, you chose to just do this ridiculous, yeah. <laughs> absurd
4: song. Well, well I, I knew when I was writing it that it was going to be the single, so I didn't want to have like an eight-minute long single because that doesn't usually go over. Uh, so instead of like... how many... The original American Pie is a huge hit! That was 1970. That's true. Changed. We have
3: different, different stuff ago. now. Yeah.
4: So what was it? So the original, I think the original American Pie, I believe, was six verses, and we changed it to to four. So oh wow! Okay. Still, it yeah. still feels uncomfortably long. But I didn't push it. But it is a showstopper. Yeah, we should stop right after you play
3: that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, and then I can't wait for your uh, parody of uh, the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Um. Some lifeblood heads on. All
4: right, there's uh, actually a little bit of that in a, a, um, a biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. That's shit. You're right. Yeah, a little bit of that and a little bit of Harry Chapin. is a lot of those yeah storytellers. Things, That's right. right? Yeah.
3: yeah. Uh, what is it? If you were like, what's your favorite story song? These aren't even on the list. I'm just fucking in it right now. Okay.
4: <laughs> of of my own. Yeah. Or of anyone's. Of, of anyone's? Yeah. Oh gosh, uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, I mean, Harry Chapin had a bunch of uh, like all his songs were story songs. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Rock by Harry Chapin. Have you heard oh, that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. fun.
3: You're not oh. ready to like put like bring up like it's like so <laughs> fast on the weird tracks and it's just like Harry Chapin. I don't.
4: My favorite song is from the unreleased EP from the no. <laughs>
3: <laughs> There's this sick B-side from a Christopher Cross album in oh, 1978. Yeah um all right the so he's
1: gonna fall on us there she he fight. Yeah,
3: that's wow he amazing yeah i'd the say one of my God one of my favorite store songs into the, the great wide open by tom petty and the heartbreakers nice. he sure yeah uh and then uh, uh i think it was a uh, king of chicago by uh Hold anyway uh you can see me on my blog assholeguy.com <laughs> <laughs> uh let's move on to this one which was uh, submitted to me and that's why it's a good one. Uh, what song do you think features your best accordion skills? Now, Ooh. I'm not sure if you guys know this, but he shreds.
4: <laughs> yeah, um, I, there, there are a lot I could pick. I, I was listening to uh, Everything, Knows, Everything You Know Is Wrong recently, and there's a really I was cool just,
3: me and Allie Gertz were just talking about that song earlier today.
4: I was yeah. listening to that and thinking, how did I do that? Yeah. i <laughs> like... <laughs>
3: Because, yeah, that doesn't even sound like an accordion. No, How did you do that? It sounds like
4: an organ. Yeah, that's crazy. What good skills. Yeah, there's part of it I'm like, maybe, maybe I'll do this live someday. And I hear that solo, and I, I can't do it like that live. You know? Yeah. Uh, my, my, my number one answer. Number Can one we try answer, and find the accordion solo in this? Do you know which? Uh... It's in, somewhere in the middle. It's in the, in the instrumental break. You didn't write these songs, did you? <laughs> um, so, so number one, I'd say, is uh, lasagna. Oh wow! Yeah, because that's that's the feature of the accordion. Because we wanted to go for sort of an Italian flavor, and I I figured like <laughs> why? <know>. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, when I wrote a lasagna, this is for real. Originally, my idea was to write the entire song in Italian. Oh, because wow. it's based on La Bamba, which was in Spanish. Yes, and I thought, oh, that'd be it will be an interesting high concept thing to do it all in Italian. And I thought. That's going to extremely limit the audience for this song. <laughs> <laughs> so I, instead, I did it with a really bad stereotypical accent in English. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and this—it's uh, not offensive because it's another
3: yeah. kind of white person.
4: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not racist if it's Italian. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, there's an accordion bit in the intro, and then there's a nice accordion solo in the middle. And uh, this this song wound up on—I probably get it, get this wrong. There was a compilation that came out years ago called, I think, Monsters of Polka. Oh, wow. Or, or monsters and City these are
3: all just like canceled polka players, right yeah
4: yeah <laughs> <No>. <laughs> They're horrible.
3: <laughs> we got them all back for one special album. <laughs>
4: But they picked her for that, so I'm going to go with that. Yeah, yeah,
3: that's, that's I, I like that one a lot. Um, the w- like the idea when you started, it was like the, the concept of like you know doing like you know these parodies and accordion, and then like you kind of like started filling out the songs. It's like was uh, like what's the thought process behind like when you want to do a, a accordion a forward parody? as opposed to, like, you know, keeping it, like, sounding like the song?
4: I I haven't done, you know, most of my uh, songs that I've done haven't been uh, accordion-based, other than the first album. The first album is sort of like, I I only know how to play the accordion, so I'm going to play the accordion on every single song. Yeah. And then uh, I found out that people don't necessarily like to hear accordion that much. Yeah. Uh, So, I mean, it's gotten to the point where I still play the accordion. Obviously, I played on the polka medleys, and there's, like, one of those on virtually every album. Yeah. Uh, And then just whenever, you know, uh, a song really needs an accordion like, you know, lasagna felt appropriate and they might be giants have play accordion. So that felt appropriate. So just whenever it doesn't feel like I'm well, sometimes I do for just force it in for comic effect. Yeah. Yeah. But but mostly I just use it whenever it feels appropriate.
3: Hmm, Okay. Uh, which makes uh, here's another uh, one that I can think of right now is uh, what's your favorite uh, polka medley? out of all the pokemon you
4: made I, you know i don't i don't really have a favorite you know the yeah. the newest one is always you know the the most timely for obvious reasons sure yeah yeah um I, I don't know. I uh, when when I had to uh, put a polka medley on on the box set collection, we p- picked the first one, which is polkas on 45, just because that was that was not so much just whatever was current. That was sort of like a classic rock uh, greatest hits with yeah. like you know the the, the Stones and then and the the yeah. Who and uh, Jimi yeah. Hendrix, and they thought, oh, this is a good like intro to. The polka medley. The idea of doing the polka medley, yeah. yeah.
3: And was this a popular uh, like concept, or did you just like it so much that you continued to do this?
4: Uh, 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 kind, of, kind of both. I think there wasn't, uh, was there a polka medley on the second album? Or No, that was the second album. Wait a minute. The second album's was called Polka Party, so I hope sure. there is one. No, that's the four, a fourth album. I'm sorry. No, I think <laughs> oh, no. There, there, there wasn't a polka me album, you know, medley on the first Halloween one. But um, but it's something that I've been doing for uh, for a long time. In fact, when I had my infamous uh, date opening for Missing Persons at the Santa Monica Civic That's in 1982, right. uh, we did a polka medley of all the big K-Rock hits at the moment. Oh, with like the Plasmatics and like you yeah. know all these you know like a rama group on there. Um, maybe I don't remember exactly. But can, it was, you,
3: can you try and remember for me? I will. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's
4: uh, but you know it, it was something that wound up in the first polka medley. But a lot of stuff that. Uh, you know, it just happened to be like uh, kind of punkish and popular at the time, like yeah. you know, uh, bad boys get spanked. Yes, you know, things, like, <laughs> things like that. Yeah. And uh, oh, the audience also hated featured it.
3: on Monsters of Polka in a very yeah. different context.
4: I, I did not win them back with that polka medley. They hated yeah, yeah. it. <laughs> I'm sure. Oh, they hated it.
3: Um, the uh, Yeah, because I think it's also, uh, when it comes to, like, like when I think about, like, the polka medley I like the most, it's, like, uh, I think it's alternative polka, but just because it's, like, that's when I was listening to the radio the most, sure. and that's, like, when I, like, caught all the stuff, and I was
4: like, this is crazy! I well, can't believe- that, that's sort of, like, the whole trope about, like, your favorite Weird Al album is whatever came out, came out when you were 12 years old.
3: Yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. It's like when people argue about, like, casts of SNL, they're just like, you know, same thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. And see, this also doesn't sound like an accordion. You're really good. Oh, I, I see. Have uh, have you ever, uh, do you know Beck at all? Because you guys are both Angelinos. each <laughs> other, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did, did you
4: know about this? Uh, yeah, we, we had to get his permission. You know, yeah. Beck. Uh, about a year ago, I saw something in the news about how Beck was sorry that he didn't let me do a parody of this song called Schmoozer. <laughs> Which I don't remember asking for that. Oh no! Actually, so maybe I did. I, I, I literally uh, escaped my mind completely. But he yeah. let me obviously use it for the polka medley.
3: Yeah, that's something like I think like any large like artist can do is just totally gaslight like you know like the media for you just goes like he wanted to do a parody of this called this, and I thought it was dumb. And you're like, I didn't pitch that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Thirty-five minutes. All right, so uh, we we. Um, The car's running and gas is expensive, guys. Uh, So what is a song that will most likely... So, like, you have a lot of fans. There are a lot of them in this room. Um, Some of them sound uh, like they clap. Some of them also rev their engines. (laughs) I just... Yeah. yeah. I should have committed more to asking you to do it, and I got what I asked for. Um, So... uh, there's no doubt that eventually someone is going to say uh, in their will that they want a certain Weird Al song played at their funeral. And if they can afford it, for you to play it there. Um, what do you think you would play if there was like, a, what do you think the best request would be?
4: Um, you know, I'd want to be respectful of the moment. And yeah. I, th- I think probably the most appropriate song would be um, I'll Be Mellow When I'm Dead. <laughs> Nice. That they, is can, they can look, if it's open casket, they can say, yes, he does look mellow, doesn't he?
3: Yeah, yeah. He seems so serene. Oh, so calm. Yeah, exactly. I think that's, I'll be mellow when I'm dead is a very good one. Sometimes I feel like i got to stretch out the uh, conversation. So, yeah. Uh, But yeah, but this is a, this is real rocking. So you think this is more of a wake situation, or is this in a church? It's to wake you up. It's like... Um, mine would be happy birthday. I don't know why. It's just, uh, I think it's a, like now a that nice... That
4: reminds me again of the, the meltdown. That, that was something that you pitched. Remember that? That was another one of my pitches. Yeah, instead uh, of doing a dare to be stupid, uh, uh, Jonah wanted me to... You were inspired by fear on Saturday yes, Night Live.
3: Yeah, so the the punk band Fear, uh, like, uh, played on SNL. It's a kind of a famous thing where um, John Belushi was going to come back, and he said, the only way I'll come back is if the punk band from L.A., Fear, will play... SNL as the musical guests, and they reluctantly said yes, but they didn't want to get any New York punks because they wanted to have like people moshing during the thing. So they got all the uh, hardcore kids from the Washington D.C. area. So members of like Fugazi, Minor Threat, like and like all these bands, Government Issue, all drove up to New York and then just started trashing the set during the fair. And there's like you can see this, but you can find it somewhere. Like John Belushi like runs through without a shirt on, I think, and like smashes a pumpkin because it was like a Halloween episode. (laughs) Uh, and I was just like uh, when we were doing the Meltdown show for Comedy Central, I was, I was like, "Let's do that with Al." Yeah. And so, like, I, would have been a good last show for
4: the Meltdown. Just yeah, like, I know exactly. Just, just tear it all played, down. Yeah. yeah,
3: eviction party. <laughs> um, but like the idea was like I was gonna like uh, have you do that song, and then I was gonna like get like you know uh, like punk friends of mine to like you yeah. know and we make it, like you know the band Fiddler was down for doing it, and uh, and I think you said you're, you're, you're like sounds dangerous. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I need to sign a waiver before.
3: Yeah, I yeah, 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 exactly. Will, will I be protected? Will I be in a glass case yeah. uh, if things go a bit crazy? But, like, I, I think like, Happy Birthday is one of my all-time favorite punk songs. And I like a yeah. lot of uh, it's like it's, just, it's so nihilistic and so wild. And it's, like, it's one of my favorites. Why uh, is it appropriate for a funeral? I don't know, because it's not a birth, it's a death. It, I didn't think these out that much. Now. The strike has really got me in a tizzy. Um... But it's uh, anyone else. Uh, if you had a funeral and you could ask Al to perform a song there, what? Mr. Frump in the Iron Lung would be oh, a great. Oh, good one, good yeah, one. But it would have to be like a real shiny coffin, just so you can have that. Anyone else? One more minute with you. Oh. God damn, that sad.
4: Oh. no. no, no. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you one thing. They, um, you know, I, I do a lot of Make-A-Wish things and talk to like terminally ill. Kids.
3: Yes, you're a great guy. No,
4: but no. But this, is, this is a sad. This is sad. I mean, I'm. Oh, sorry. Shouldn't even be <laughs> saying this, but like one of the kids, like was like really leaning into it to like make me as uncomfortable as, no. as possible. He's rolling bits on you while he's dying. <laughs> but he, he was like, uh, you know, I really like your song One More Minute because it reminds me how long I have left to live. Oh! <laughs> Like, okay, well, it's uh, been fun. Yeah. <laughs>
3: oh, my God. Just imagine this kid trying trying to blink and swallow.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: what did you say to him? I probably grimaced and said, I'm glad you enjoyed the song. Yeah.
3: That'd be so funny if like your inner like writer came out. You're like, I'll be mellow when I'm dead would be a better
4: (laughs) Or at least happy birthday. (laughs) Uh,
3: Nice, but I got a note, kid. Um, anyone else? What's another one? All right. Yeah. Nice. Deep cut. Anyone? One of those days. That's pretty good. That's great. You guys are really not into their responses. Uh, you know, you, are, you realize you're a unit, right? There's me and Al, and then there's you guys. And you're a team, and you're here to make this show fun for us. So support each other if you can. 30 minutes. So um,
2: we'll be right back to Weird Al Superlatives Live. Canva presents
1: stories to keep you up at night. It was an ordinary work day until... The Singapore presentation is at 3 a.m. The office was shocked. (laughs)
0: That's when we sleep.
1: Maya made it less scary with Canva.
0: (laughs) I'll just record my presentation so Singapore can watch it anytime.
1: Record and present anytime with Canva presentations at
0: Canva.com. Designed for work. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com.
2: Now back to Weird Al Superlatives Live.
3: Here's one. Uh... A song that you made that maybe grew on you eventually. Maybe you didn't like it so much. It's like, I know you sometimes you're trying to fill up an album. Uh,
0: uh, I mean, this wow. is, these
3: are things that would, like, it's like, you know, you didn't put out EPs. You, like, you put out an album. Yeah. Sometimes like album has to be a certain no, amount.
4: No, no, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I certainly have worked on songs when I'm doing them. I'm thinking, well, this is not going to be the single. But, <laughs> I, but I, I don't think, like, oh, this is awful. Hopefully it'll grow on me someday. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Oh, uh, gosh! I um, should let
3: you know that that's the one that was submitted to me by Vulture. I take no thanks, Vulture. Yeah, yeah. Can we um, uh, someone uh, from Vulture raise their hand and take credit for this one?
4: <laughs> I, I, if if I have to do an answer to that, um. I'm I'm going to say the, the the Captain Underpants theme. Okay, yeah, and which I, I liked it at the time, but I just thought oh this is a silly little thing. I, I did it because um uh you know Dave Pilkey who did the Captain Underpants oh, series was, was a fan. In fact he he did a uh, a shout out to to, to Weird Al Yankovic and the uh, Captain Underpants yeah. book. Like that was the way that the kids got into trouble. They played Weird Al over the loudspeakers at school. Yeah. So it made sense that they would hire me to do I'm the the theme song conference. at the end of the movie. And again I thought it was fun and all that. But um the last time I checked the iTunes it was my number two most popular song what which i you know i didn't know that so yeah and it's just something you just did kind of like it's like you know like i'll yeah i'll do a song i was happy to do it and i was proud of it but at the same time i just didn't think it was like gonna you know be like a greatest hit yeah yeah yeah.
3: well i mean it's like you know i I don't mean to like when when i ask that question i don't mean to make it seem like it's like it's like this song sucks and then you're like oh who knows but like that is like a good example of like are there any songs that you were just like you're like it's, like, it's like, oh, I like this song. And then, like, you didn't expect it. You're like, this is not the single. This is, like, outside of the Captain Underpants one. But you're like, you're like oh, people really connect with that
4: one. Yeah, well, we mentioned Albuquerque. That's certainly one that was, like, a fan yeah. favorite that I just thought, oh, this is garbage. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, that's a real, like, oh, you like me? <laughs> Check this
3: shit out. <laughs> Stick around, yeah, because um, yeah, it's uh, it, 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 there is something too about like it's like you know, with any musician, it's uh, like you know a new album comes out and there's stuff you're just kind of you're like ah it's all right, and then like some stuff just grows on you yeah. a lot. Like uh, uh, my friend Greg Heller, uh, like his uh, like he, he was when he when I told him I was doing this, he was just like, can you tell him that I, I didn't really like it at first, but now it's one of my favorite L songs and it's Grapefruit Diet. Okay, and it's like I was like really like it's sort of it's like, like the sequel to Fat. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like one of those things where I'm like, yeah, it's a, it's a great, it's, a, it's a great song. But it was like, uh, he was like, he was like, yeah, I didn't expect it. But it's like, Back, it's back when Swing was popular for a week and a half. Do you guys remember the chain wallets? They were so long. Hanging <laughs> uh, at the derby, doing the swing dance. Yeah, exactly. Watching swingers. Um, yeah, and it's like, it, it is. I never thought of it as the sequel to Fat, the spiritual sequel. Yes, Yeah. Um, all right. Cool. Um, Let's uh, let's go with uh, your most. It's kind of the same thing. I'm realizing most surprising hit. That's kind of the.
4: Well, I mean, the most surprising ones would be like the first ones, like "My Bologna" or another one, "Rides the Buzz," because I was like just in high school or college or whatever. And and, uh, which was it? Those would have been college. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But, but, yeah, in fact, they both came out when I was a senior in college. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just was not expecting that. Sure. Um, but,
3: uh, like, what did you, like, how, that's the kind of fun thing. It's like, you know, I, I make stuff all the time, and I just like putting it out. Is that the kind of the vibe you had when you were doing this? It's like, I know you've told these stories lots of time, and it's uh, said, you know, very realistically in the movie Weird, the Al Yankovic story, of course, but, like, um, like, like your general vibe of just like it's like it was just fun. It's like a
4: fun project. Yeah, I mean the the most I thought would happen was like oh maybe I'll make the Doctor Demento Funny Five. Yeah. Or whatever. Plus uh, it's like like a lot of stuff he played too was just like people that were doing that kind of stuff. It's just like
3: you know like outsider artists and people just kind of like sending, making 45s themselves and like you were just like oh that'd be cool. That was like the height of what you were like you're right. like that'd be cool if I got. A but song I, again
4: I was literally in college at the time and uh, I remember coming home from class and my roommate had all these messages on the phone like some disc jockey in New Zealand wants to get a copy of another one rides the bus and it Like became this viral hit yeah. back before things were like viral hits. Yeah, and like it kind COVID. Of, yeah, it, it made its way around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so it kind of made its way around the world. And and you know I was like this college kid without a record deal, without anything. But like people all around the world were listening to Another One Rides the Bus. Yeah,
3: and it's uh, it's wild because you had this hit song, you had no record deal, so you were like, like. I'm sure people were sniffing around to just exploit you. Like it's like a bunch of guys are like, "This young nerd has no idea about showbiz."
4: I actually, I probably shouldn't talk about this, but I actually did have a manager. I won't want to mention his name. For a few months yeah. after that, he he like latched onto me, and uh, probably the less said, the better. But I got away from him pretty quickly. Man. Oh wow! He, he smelled money.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bernie Brillstein. There you go. Uh, <laughs> It's like the it's the one manager name people will know. Yeah.
4: Well, in the in the interest of prolonging this question, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, a, after I you know put out a few albums, I'll, I'll say the answer to this would probably be white and nerdy. Because even though yeah. you know well, you know I, I wrote it and recorded it thinking this is going to be the single, but it was sort of a replacement because originally uh, Straight Outta Linwood was going to uh, feature uh, my James Blunt parody. Oh, uh, instead of be, uh, "You're Beautiful," was "You're Pitiful." Yeah, and and that escaped onto the internet somehow, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it was never officially released. So we didn't, we needed a new single, and you know, Chameleon Air was big with with riding at the time. So I yeah. thought. White and nerdy, and I, I early thought like you know this is just retreading things I've done before because I did it's all it's all about the pendiums a few years before that, which is also about computers and nerd culture, and that had a big high production video with Drew Carey and, and yeah. Emo Phillips and, and you know, and MTV played it. Twice or whatever, and, yeah. but but I thought okay, well you know that's sort of the ceiling I guess for that kind of humor. But then I th- I think you know as Malcolm Gladwell would say, like 2006 was a tipping point. Yeah, yeah. Because when Nerdy came out, uh, it exploded. It, it's t- to date my only top ten single. It's my only platinum single. Whoa. it was huge. Yeah.
3: Well, and that's interesting because it was going to be a James Blunt parody. It was like, was the plan to still have it be called Straight of Linwood? Like, because yeah, like, no that
4: that was it was always going to be Straight out of Linwood with this like kind, kind of hard gangster kind of cover. Yeah, it was like a, which, like, which yeah. was kind of a non sequitur. But then when when uh, White nerdy came out, it was sort of like, oh no, this totally makes sense. Like now. A, yeah, well, because like Bad Hair Day, of course, like yeah. you know, it's like yeah, the the Coolio. That uh, wouldn't have worked without a Coolio parody, probably. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> I was like, this seems kind of weird. Yeah. It was yeah. Just, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's super wild that it's just like, like to have it be straight out of the way, which is very much, uh, like a master P parody, I believe like that kind of, that, that look, well, any he, master yeah. P fans that <laughs> he had a, <laughs> he had a gold plated tank <laughs> master, no master P fans at the vulture weird Al conversation.
4: <laughs>
3: yeah. 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 Some people like both. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
4: just,
3: um, uh, what do you what do you think? And like we were kind of treading on this a little bit before. Like your love songs are all kind of uh, creepy, and um, you know and the and the funeral question also kind of lends itself to this. But like, do you have like uh, what's, what in your head what would be the darkest song you've ever made? Oh, there's so many. There's a lot. I mean, like, it's like it's really it's really gallows humor. Yeah, yeah, no, but just uh, a term I've always wanted to use, and I never really. Got a
4: chance to. I, I I realized this. I guess I was always aware of it, but I really became hyper aware of it during the the Van where I'm playing like all of my original songs, and a lot of those are really dark. Uh, in, fact, in fact, a, song, uh, a fan uh, published something online was like the Weird Al body count. It's like a list of like <laughs> how many people died in each of my songs. Oh, that's great. Yeah.
1: Oh wow. Like, like, and,
4: which and also begs the question: Why did you never
3: parody the band body count? No, uh, again. Oh, yeah.
4: I, I think the winter was uh, one of those days because at the end the world blows up and everybody dies. So that was like the biggest body count. Yes,
3: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um,
4: my, my Christmas songs by design. Well, were Christmas at Ground Zero also everyone dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, but like the, yeah, like the Christmas songs are by design really dark because my record label at the time was always pushing me. Got to have a Christmas album. We got to have a Christmas album. I did not want to do that. Wow, that's so very it, it was antagonistic. Yeah, so it's sort of like you want a Christmas song? Here's a Christmas song for you. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah, and it's just like, it's very funny because it's like you could, I'd imagine you send it to the label and they're like, here we go. This is going to be very fun, a very sweet, what's that?
4: Yeah. (laughs) And then, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 then they go, ah! Yeah, 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 And that, that song actually, it was released as a single, but it was, it was actually banned on a number of radio stations because apparently for some reason, a lot of people don't want to hear about uh, nuclear annihilation during the holidays. I don't know. It's kind of, you know,
3: It's you, you got to have to go with the best. I always wanted to, like, uh, I always wanted to try and figure out a like a uh, like a parody of that song, but it was a uh, like you know have it be Fishbone's party at Ground Zero. Oh, I love with, that song. But with the lyrics of Christmas at Ground <laughs> Zero.
4: So, so mashup.
3: So I, yeah. So if you can put that in the can AI, you get two turntables going it, at the
4: same time? Can the and, and AI and Chat GPT 130 that? beats per minute just kind of yeah, like exactly make it no?
3: go? Just and say, Hey Siri. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's a, uh, it's yeah. Your love songs are, are creepy. Uh, why no does this song. always
4: happen to me? That's very dark. Is another, another yeah. sociopath song. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like is full that, on.
3: And is that like, it's a, is that something you kind of came up with a concept of? Why does this always happen to me? Is that like, what was the kind of the idea of it? Were you just like, it's like, was it a character idea or was it? It was, something? it was,
4: it was uh, going deep into my soul. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it, I literally uh, was passing by a car accident, and my thought was. Oh, this is gonna make me late to work oh. and then I thought I'm a monster <laughs> and then I said let's let's investigate this monster side of my personality. <laughs> yeah yeah
3: so you work with a lot of uh you know Carl Jung shadow work yes yes work.
4: yes I'll tell you that probably and this is not a, a violence song but probably uh, the darkest just because it's literally depressed a lot of people hmm. uh, Skipper Dan oh god <laughs> I were a guy who was a puppeteer uh, on
3: Mister Science Theater. Um, He uh, was a skipper, Uh and and, like he, like he was like he's a a big fan of yours. But when he heard the song, he was like he was like I,
1: I,
4: for the first time in my life, hated Weird Al. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, he felt attacked. Yeah. By for him. some reason, a lot of out-of-work actors didn't shine, take a time <laughs> to do it. I'm,
3: I mean, I'm surprised, like, there was no Skipper Dan signs during the SAG strike of just, like, you
4: know. I remember the, the song uh, World premiered on MySpace. Oh, yeah. When, like, at the so tail that, that end. That was Tom's thing, right? What? That was Tom's thing? Tom's thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom's yeah. little thing. But it was, like, the very tail end of MySpace, beyond when it would have been cool to premiere on MySpace. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the the, the handful of uh, 12-year-olds that were still on MySpace said things like, you're supposed to be funny, this sucks. Wow. (laughs) Wow. And, 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 you know, granted, it's not a a funny song, per se. It's pretty bittersweet.
3: It's a good song, though. And it is a story song, too. It's a story song, I'd say it's one of your story songs, for sure. Uh, I'm gonna change Harry Chapin to, to Skipper Dan. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and stylistically, uh, would you feel it's this? A little Weezer esque. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The idea, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, definitely like it is really depressing as as uh, anyone in is. It's uh, you know like dealing with it's like it's just you you have this idea and you're like you get a job and you're like it's like it's pretty close to being an actor. Yeah. And then you just and then that's it.
4: And and that song was based, again, on a a true experience where I uh, was with my family at Disneyland, and we went on the Jungle Cruise ride. And the skipper, whose name I have no idea what it was, it probably wasn't Dan. uh, Oh, what if it was?
3: Man, that guy's probably not around
4: anymore. Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Probably heard the song and killed himself. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I was alluding to it. Okay. You and your gallows humor. (laughs) No, but, but he he made some kind of comment very early on in the in the cruise about about his failed acting career, and I thought, okay, that's a song. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, you're a character in my song now. Yeah, and they're good, the skippers. Like they're fun. Oh
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's a lot of like it's a lot of dead air. It's a, a very unexciting ride, and nothing really happens. And they do have to fill up a lot of time. It's not like the people, the tram people at Universal. No, no. those assholes got it made. <laughs>
4: I like to go on and say, you said that joke on
3: the last cruise. <laughs> <laughs> Hack! Um, it's, you know, just accusing them of stealing material. Um, yeah, so it's a, uh, yeah, Skipper Dan, that is like a super dark song. Um, all right. 16 minutes. Uh, I should have like maybe sequenced these a bit different. We can't on <laughs> really. It's weird because we're just talking about you can your You answer some though. again if you like. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's a great idea. Favorite song to play live. Oh! <laughs> Um, what's, what's what's someone's favorite song to see him perform? I, I'd imagine everyone went to the Vanity shows, of course, yeah. Um, and like it's like, like I was excited to like there were certain songs where it's just like I was like, oh, finally this like we'll have a chance to get into the lineup, and uh, and it was always um, uh, like you know like. Like that, It was like when you did those tours, it was like, oh, this is the tour I've been waiting for. This is like the Owl Show. Because it's like I love like, you know, like the big show with the costume changes. But like when you're like a music fan, it's like your, your originals are great. And like you kind of well, like you. I find myself going to those like, like more. You know, I have playlists on Spotify. I have just like, you know, like little originals, you know, playlists. And so I was very excited. to Does anyone have like a song that they were super excited to see? yeah, oh. and, yeah Yoda which is also it's uh, a deep cut that's a, not an it's not an original song no. <laughs> though um, what are you saying <laughs> 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 you mean he did a parody of my song <laughs> um, uh, anyone else Craigslist. Craigslist yeah thank you yeah yeah, that's On. it anyone, anyone else dog eat dog yeah that's a that's a fun like a, this is the life I think was like a,
4: from Johnny dangerously yeah
3: yeah 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 um, Oh, the CNR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, Giant Angel say, did you get to meet Joe Piscopo? (laughs) Did I? I don't know why I sounded like (laughs) Jiminy Glick there. Did you get to meet
1: Joe
4: Piscopo? We we actually did, uh, to give a real answer, he was uh, the host for an MTV New Year's Eve party in 1987, I want to say. Yeah. And the the band did like, uh, we were the (laughs) polka band during that show. But uh, I don't think I hung out with Joe, but I got to do this to him from across the audience. Oh, nice. Nice.
3: That's a weird thing to think that Joe Piscopo at one point was cool enough to host something on MTV in the eighties. It's like, like it's um, the kids love my Frank Sinatra. <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, here's a here's another uh, question: a song that would have benefited from a lot of curse words. Like uh, you don't you don't swear in your songs. You get close. You get you get real dark, uh, and you tend to like you know keep it clean, which is a uh, you know something that I think is a is it's not clean it's just like that's the kind of the right the weirdness of like american culture i guess right yeah it's like you are so much more fucked up with your songs um, but you don't swear. So parents are like, yeah, you can listen to this, like this 10-year-old yeah. kid. No. And it's like, it doesn't have the parental advisory sticker. Like right. Tipper
4: Gore said, you shouldn't listen to it if it has that. So yeah, now, yeah you know. it's, it's like I'm, I'm family friendly and I'm talking about decapitations. And like, yeah,
3: yeah, exactly.
4: Like, yeah, so well, I'm going to flip on you first. What, what do you think I should be? I was
3: I was going to say the Weird Al Show theme. <laughs> like, here's a oh, fucking yeah. story about a guy named Al who lived in the fucking goddamn sewer with his hamster pal who was a cunt. And, uh... And, uh <laughs> See, it, the laughs are... You can't deny the laughs. I, I don't think CBS would have approved that
4: for Saturday morning, though.
3: Yes, but it's like, you know, you have the radio edit, and then you have... The
4: <laughs> 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 like, let's buy the album, Mom.
3: Yeah, like, exactly. What? And then, like, when you start doing the swear version at a show, some people are going to be confused, yeah. and then there's going to be, like, two tall nerds like me looking at each other and go, real heads, no. <laughs>
4: um, I, I think it would have to be any of my songs that are, like, like super angry. Like, like a, I'll, I'll go with I, I'll Sue you. I think, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't think it works fine as is, but if you had to put some curse words in, I mean, you know, Raging at the Machine, yeah. it wouldn't be out of context. Yeah.
3: What would that sound like? What would that sound like, <laughs> what would that sound like if we did that? Um, we could keep it clean. We got... Is it all ages? Uh, I've been sweating a lot. I should have <laughs> checked with that. I tried to not to... There's a thing that, like... Um, like, when we were making uh, MST, like, Joel Hodgson said, like, he's like, we don't, we try not to swear because it's like, no one, like, you just, some people will just, like, back off because they're like, they're like, language is a weird thing where if someone says, someone say, here's someone say, damn, they'll be like, ah, you know what, you can't watch that, you can't listen to that. And is that, was that ever in your head as something?
4: I, I don't swear at all in my, in my real life. Really? I, I never have. Really? Really. If I um, punched you right now.
1: I'd go, ouchie! <laughs> Dag
3: nab it! <laughs> Fart!
4: Jeez, uh, that stings! Um, but I also, like you said, like I, you know, it, it it makes parents feel more comfortable buying records for their kids. Yeah. Uh, even though they a lot of songs are not really kid friendly. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. So it's all about that money. Mm. <laughs> Just trying to get those sales, push those units. <laughs> all right. Um, if anyone does, anyone have an idea of like if they wanted to hear swearing in a Weird Al song or a real su- the Nice Santa went crazy. That's, be a, great. Good one. That's yeah, a good one. Yeah, you could have a whole interlude where you hear just Santa just going ho ho fucking ho. <laughs> Let me be your swear conduit. <laughs> With, uh, Jerry Springer? Oh yeah. Yeah. But then it would just have all beeps in it. Yeah. Right. 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 right, right. Um, anyone else? Amish Paradise, but the but Gangster's Paradise, no swearing. Oh, right? Yeah. As
4: far as I remember. It was almost your foul mouth, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was the 10. Uh, we have enough time to play Albuquerque it in its entirety we- and then to leave. <laughs> 11 16, 11, 15, 11, 14, 11 15. Yeah, what, yeah,
3: what 11 minute song do you have? Play it now. Um, yeah, so like uh, I had some, I left my phone in the back. There were some questions I, I thought I. I just got rid of them. I was, I was like, "There's no time for this," and uh, I was at work all day. And so, I'm, I'm, Tell me about your day, John. I, I, so the strike started, and I started uh, bartending. And there's some times where I do play Weird Al uh, music oh, d- while I'm bartending. Uh, usually around last call, uh, like you know, during the strike, I, I took a bartending job to uh, not go crazy. And um, I uh, I will play uh, the Weird Al show theme on repeat Ooh, uh, when that I'm just BMI like
4: BMI money rolling in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there
3: it is. No, it's a it's bootlegged. And uh, <laughs> I downloaded it on Kazaa and and in BearShare just to be safe, just so, you know. Um, but yeah, it's I, I uh, it's like well, actually let's like think about like you know you don't get to talk about like the music you like. Uh, you always have to talk. I don't about like anything. You don't like anything. It's like well no. the thing is it's like if you were thinking about like what's like one of the darkest songs you like personally out of any uh, any artist. Ah. Uh, and that's kind of you know, that's like, tough.
4: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, um, I was talking to Ali backstage about Nine Inch Nails. I like Nine Inch Nails a yeah. lot. Yeah, yeah, uh, Like, you know, I like a lot of dark stuff. Yeah, yeah. In fact, <laughs> I like only dark stuff. Hey, man, I'm
3: cool. I I'm like cool. dark stuff. I like ministry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, uh, it's a, um, are you planning on doing more music? I'd like to. Yeah? If it's all right with you. I don't know. Let me see. Let's see how these nine minutes and 39 seconds yeah. go.
4: Yeah, I, I, I don't think there's gonna be like another uh, bona fide, you know, weird al- album per se. But you know, I, I want to keep keep writing music. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, you know, whatever projects come up, I want to be able to write for TV and films. And of course, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe maybe like you know, the occasional single now and then.
3: Yeah, I mean, like it's a that's the thing. You were kind of beholden to like an old way of uh, the music business, like having a full album. Yeah. And then, of course, as you know, things progressed and got faster. It's like you kind of like you know, putting out a
4: single, like a parody of something that people already are done with. Yeah. In fact, I'll, I'll make. A commitment i will put out at least one new single next year
3: hey <laughs> it's just gonna be like jingle farts or something and at the end it's just gonna be like screw you Jonah. Yeah.
4: <laughs> let me be your hog part too <laughs> <laughs> and it's just the same song just played twice
3: on one track um it's just looping, like yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah um the uh uh is anyone having like a uh, like a question about songs his songs yeah How did Pukebox, did I get that right? Pukebox come about, and was that a
4: collab oration? Remind me, what is Pukebox? Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh. I, that, was, that was something that Bill Mann, speaker from Green uh, Jello, uh, just wanted me to do, so I, I called him up on the phone and gave him that voice bite, and now I'm on a Green Jello record. Yeah. Thanks. They were, the, they were like the
3: first uh, video-only
4: band. Yeah, Three yeah. Little Pigs. Yeah,
3: yeah. There was a serial killer album, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And did you know those guys? Was that like, did you know them through, because they're LA-based, yeah, right? Yeah. Like the kind of weirdo scene?
4: Yeah, I mean, you know, Bill and I have been friends for a long time, and do you remember they used to have their office on a, like, Sunset Boulevard with the big blow-up animals and yeah, stuff? yeah, yeah. Yeah. What did they sell there? Bongs? <laughs> <laughs> well, they had, they had, like, a recording studio, and they yeah. would record there, and I guess rent it out to other, other weirdos. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. It's a they're, like, real incredible. It's just, like, a, like a cutesy, like, guar. Yeah. Like yeah. Cutie Guar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cutie-guar. Yeah. Uh anyone else uh, have a right there.
1: Al, did you do you have any memories of like when you were a kid? When did you start?
4: No. <laughs> 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 oh God, do not no, go shove them <laughs> down. Sorry, go ahead.
1: Can you remember like starting to think silly or was it when you had the accordion that you'd start thinking of these silly thoughts songs? You
3: were a very serious person. And then you got an accord and you're like, well, this isn't this serious guy thing is not really going to work out.
4: Yeah, no, I, I, was, I was really, really serious until I was like three. <laughs> and Then, uh. No, I mean, when you play the accordion, you can't take yourself too terribly seriously. So that probably altered my DNA a little bit. But I've never, yeah, I've always been a little, uh, gosh, for want of a better word, weird, I suppose.
3: Ah, Workshop it, workshop it. Hey. Man. Um but I'm, like it's the thing is it's like because of your skills as being like an accordion player, it's like, you know, you have your weird out fans, uh, but like you are also associated with like the polka scene in general. That's like, you know, like you've I was uh in a, a, a place in I think it was like Milwaukee or something like that, and they like they have like a like polka hall of fame kind of thing there. Right. And like you're you're up there. Like it's like oh, really? they have a picture of you. Yeah. Like
4: me or Frankie
3: Yankovic? No, I know the difference. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Frankie's the funny one. Okay, um, but like, <laughs> I don't know why I do that stuff. I'm sorry. Um, but six, no, but six like, minutes, we can do uh, the biggest ball of twine now. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But the uh, like it's like you know they had like this like on an escalator it's like you could press a button and you hear polka music and then you pass by a bunch of pictures of like uh, you know accordion players uh-huh. and uh, and like you're in there so it, like have you ever come across like super pretentious like hipster accordion players <laughs> like is, is that a thing that can exist
4: I, I suppose well we did uh, we did that in the movie where it was, like the polka hipster well yeah started. yeah exactly
3: I was wondering <laughs> if that came from like some yeah, like Whoopi
4: John Wolfart oh yeah the Minnesota Sound yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sure there are polka hipsters somewhere
3: yeah there's got
4: to be right yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, anyone? Got it, uh, I mean, in fact, in fact I'll, oh. I'll tell you. I, so yeah, that's, I, already, I already pointed that. already pointed out somebody. On, hold, just hold your horses. I already put it.
4: No, okay. I just I I got, a, I got a letter from some relative of Whoopi John Wolfart that was so happy.
3: Oh he really? On the movie. Oh yeah. nice, nice. Okay, now. Okay.
2: Yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> um, are there any songs that you
2: any songs that you haven't released that we might see someday? Like I think you did a cover of
4: of um, U2 song that's called Green Eggs and Ham. Called called what? Green oh, green eggs egg, and oh, green eggs and ham. Or any of the. Any uh, yeah, uh, I I did. I was gonna do a full on parody of um the U two song "Numb" yeah. using the words to Doctor Seuss's Green Eggs and Ham. And in fact, I I did. A Is this little, like
3: a Wizard of Oz like Pink Floyd thing where you just one day you're like it matches up perfectly. It, it
4: matches. Kind of, but I, I did a little bit of it on Much Music in Canada, and you probably—that's probably what you saw—was like, like me doing that live uh, on on Much Music, and that's now a YouTube video. But uh, at one point, I was trying to make that a uh, a song on one of my albums, and I think you too was actually down with it, but I got turned down by the Do- Dr. Seuss state. Oh wow, Geisel. Yeah. Yeah. Denied by Geisel. Yeah, and I thought, okay, fine. They, w- they want to keep, you know, Dr. Seuss pristine and keep it the way they remembered it. And, and the next year, they started putting out all those Cat in the Hat movies. Oh, God. Like, yeah. All right.
3: Okay. Yeah, they want to keep it pristine, but don't look into his early work. <laughs> um.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Um. Do I need to spell it out for you? <laughs> uh, right there. Oh, I was just oh, sorry. Wait for the microphone. This is being televised live on ABC and NBC.
4: Okay, I'm ready. Um, So you wrote a new song for the movie, Now You Know, which I love to a concerning degree. Thank you. And um, I was just wondering, were there any artists who inspired that song? Like, was it a a pastiche of a few artists or were you inspired
1: by anything? You just kind of...
4: I, I was, and I, I think I'm not going to say who they are just so that you don't like go like, oh yeah, he totally ripped that off. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, yeah, there, there were two or three artists I had in mind when I was uh, doing the song, and that, that's, I mean, the, to, to me that's a good pastiche, is if you can rip somebody off without them knowing about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
3: They're not going to come crawling around for any yeah. of those residuals.
4: Yeah. <laughs> um,
3: yeah, that is like something that's always, like, I think I asked you this years ago, um, where like, if you were to do just a uh, non-parody album, um, and like it's like it's like, would it resemble like a They Might Be Giants album, or even like a Beck album, where it's just kind of like, or you know, I I, I call them like mixtape albums. Like yeah. I think. Um, like "Hello Nasty" by the Beastie Boys. It's like it's like where it kind of just jumps around different styles. Like, like uh, but
4: it's all originals. Like, would that be something that? Yeah, I mean, it would be sort of like one of my normal albums, except without the, the parodies. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I've tried to, you know, those would just be EPs. When, when I was like thirteen or fourteen years old, I tried to like write serious songs. Yeah. And I, did, my brain was not. In fact, l- lately I, I was uh, talking to John Gorley from Portugal the Man. Yeah. And he was like, "Oh, we should collaborate on this song. Here, try writing the bridge to the song." And I'm like, "I can't do earnest. I can't do like yeah. non-iron." It was like everything, my brain is just not wired that way.
3: Well, that's a, like when I like I put out like that, like, you know, like the punk song versions of some of your stuff. But it was like the only they're not even versions of your songs they are just the lyrics. And it's mainly because it's like every time I tried to write lyrics, I would start revealing things to myself that I would scare me. Yeah. And like I would be like I was like, oh, no, I think I'm depressed. I better just sing <laughs> the lyrics I know, which were your songs. I'll just go to therapy. I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, I think we have time for one more right there. Uh so.
0: How was, it, how was it working? Hold out? on.
3: Someone has a death metal. Is, this, is that your ringtone? Please let it... No, keep it going. Keep it going. Keep it going. Keep it going. Yes. Is that your ringtone? Yes. Holy shit, dude. You're rad. <laughs> you're cool. Dude, front row at the Weird Al thing, and that's your ringtone? I am in love with you.
2: <laughs> Speaking of metal, actually, I want to know how was it working with Brian Pulsein on Goblin Love. Oh, yeah. Grandpa Metal.
4: Brian Posehn, Goblin Love. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was kind of the same thing with the Bill Manspeaker, speaker, sort of like I I think I think I um just made gave him a phone message. Was that was that what yeah. So same kind of thing with Brian Brian's an old friend of mine. So he's like, you wanna do this bit over the phone? I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. But yeah, one more question to you with the glasses right there. Um,
0: is there any songs that your family particularly loves or hates of yours?
4: Mm. Um uh, I can't say that's the case. I, I remember when I was when I was single. Uh, whoever I was dating dating at the time really didn't like good enough for now. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Why would they? They
4: shouldn't. You know? Yeah. Well, everybody, this has been a lot of
3: fun. This has been weird, Al Yakovic for Superlatives at the Vulture Festival.
4: We have enough time for Let Me Be Your Hog one more time. Well,
3: let's play Let Me Be Your Hog. Do it again. Go. 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 Everyone sing along. Turn it up. Everyone sing along.
1: Turn
3: up the lights. Let everyone see each other.
1: All
3: right, everybody. Thank
2: you so much. That's it for another episode of Good One. Follow Weird on social media at Al Yankovic or Alfred Yankovic. Follow Jonah on Instagram, at Jonah Ray. Good One is produced by myself and Jelani Carter. Governor Shrikashin did our theme song. Write our review and rate the show on Apple Podcasts, five stars, please. Email any comments, questions, or laughing around suggestions to goodonepodcasts at gmail.com, or tweet at us at Podcast. I'm Jesse David Fox, and you can follow me at Jesse David Fox. Buy my book, Comedy Book, whoever books are sold. Thanks for listening to Good One from New York Magazine. You can subscribe to the magazine at nymag.com/pod. We're here every other Tuesday. Have a good one.
1: Welcome to Good One. Sure about talking them jokes, son? Hey, 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 Good One. It's a good one.